This is essentially the most important lesson you could ever learn in your life. I find it really peculiar that one of the most important things a human being can experience isn't talked about, isn't mentioned in school. I guess it's because it's not a really sexy topic, but it's immensely practical. So I'm talking about the ability of human beings to be resilient. And resilience is just a fancy word for the ability to bounce back from difficult situations and difficult emotions. Resilience is what allows an individual to cope with something like a bankruptcy, to make smart decisions after that happens. Resilience is what allows an individual to move through a devastating breakup or even a divorce with more grace and less symptoms of depression or anxiety than that person could ever have imagined possible. Resilience also works for the smaller scale things that occur in our lives, such as not getting that job promotion. So we can agree that resilience is an incredibly important aspect of living a great life, or at least living a more easeful life. Yet there are are these really strange assumptions about this ability to be resilient. There's an assumption in our culture that if you work hard enough, if you're a good quote-unquote person, that that would somehow get you out of experiencing difficult situations in the first place. Now, logically, we know that that is not true. I've spoken with thousands of people around the world. Every one of them has experienced a difficult circumstance. Some have even been traumatic events. And at the very least, we can agree that within the course of someone's life, they will bump up against things they don't like or that they didn't want to happen. Yet our cultural conditioning is deep and we find ourselves surprised and unprepared and off balance when these difficulties inevitably arise. But when the inevitable happens, we have this second assumption that some people just have it and some people don't, meaning some people just do well with adversity and others are basically doomed to struggle. Our society points to things like someone's childhood experiences on whether or not they'll be resilient, on one's genes and brain chemistry. If someone is mentally strong, quote-unquote, there also is this weird kind of pressure that's put on people that have a lot of money, that somehow money would make people less likely to become depressed. So none of those factors 
are truly causally related to the ability to be resilient. And all we have to do to know this is true is to look at the examples of people around the world and throughout time that regardless of childhood upbringing or trauma, gender, socioeconomic status, culture, whether or not he or she had a mental health diagnosis before, we start to realize that there are many examples, countless examples, of people who have come through the other side of those difficult experiences with a sense of mental well-being, people who are still loving and find joy in their life and are productive and successful in the outside world. Furthermore, if you have a hundred different people that are exposed to a traumatic event, like when the Twin Towers collapsed on 9-11, you're going to have 100 slightly and drastically different experiences of that event and subsequently different feelings and sensations afterwards. In fact, in a research study by Columbia University researcher George Bonanno, He actually found that 65% of New York City were classified as resilient from the get-go after the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Now, resilience is not the same thing as denial. That's not what he's talking about. And he's not talking about recovery. He's talking about resilience. That in a very short period of time, people return to a psychological baseline that they were still functioning in their everyday life in a healthy, adaptive way. Which supports the most logical conclusion we can draw. And that is the fact that resilience is the most common response to potential trauma. That the ability to be resilient is built into the fabric of the human design so that every human being on the planet has the capacity to be resilient. Regardless of all the extraneous factors, we know this is true when we look at children. When children are learning how to walk and talk, they're incredibly naturally resilient. They fall down, they stutter, they get back up without much thought about it. They don't ruminate on past mistakes, They don't boost their ego by listening to some motivational speeches or doing affirmations. They tap into the system that's naturally available to every human being. Likely as you're listening to this, what's coming to mind is all the situations where you or loved ones or you heard in the news where people were not resilient. So over the course of the next few podcasts, we're going to talk about the barriers to resilience and the other factors to take into account when looking at the innate capacity of human beings to be resilient, to face whatever comes their way, to truly overcome difficulties as opposed to getting stuck. This is essentially the most important lesson you could ever learn in your life because it sets 
you up to know that you're always going to be okay. Doesn't mean you're always going to like what's going on or that you aren't going to have undesirable sensations in your body, but having the tools and the wherewithal to know how to tap into that inner resilience is priceless and practical because things are going to keep happening in life that you didn't really want to happen from small scale things to potentially traumatic events. Until next time, I'm Amy Leo. You can find out more about me and the work I do at amyleo.com. Until next time, take care, stay curious, and keep rocking. If you want to start exploring the fact that resilience is universal and not dependent on someone's upbringing, resources, or previous history of mental health, then check out hashtag Amy's Real Stories on Instagram. Real stories of resilience that highlight people from all walks of life.